Spoiler, if Dak Prescott played quarterback in this game for the Dallas Cowboys, the the Cowboys would have won this game by 30-plus points. I have no doubts in that. I'm completely convinced they would have won this game by 30-plus points. It wasn't even going to be close. The Eagles beat the Cowboys 23-9 because Ben DiNucci... Like I said, I told you he never played a preseason game. You know how can you fairly judge him? Listen, what he put on the field tonight was was obviously it's not NFL caliber. Clearly not. That's the reason the Cowboys lost. This guy was just not good enough to play the position he was asked to play tonight. But guess what? Neither was the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. And I'm tired of hearing it. I don't want you telling me anymore. I don't want people defending. I'm so damn tired of the defense of Carson Wentz defending him and defending him excuse after excuse all the wind was blowing tonight so that's why listen he turned the football over four times tonight four times the first turnover was one of the most egregious fumbles I've ever seen in my life committed by somebody who's actually played in the NFL think about this Ben DiNucci was better with the football tonight than Carson Wentz he threw for more yards he was he, he didn't turn it he turned it over once Think about this. What was the what was the keys to winning the game, right? Turnover Danucci. Well, they turned him over once. Thank God it was in a crucial moment where Brandon Graham stayed right there at the beginning of the game where Dallas had some life because they were running all these trick plays and all this stuff. But think about this. That was their one turnover. Carson Wentz turned the ball over four times. Two fumbles and two interceptions. He's just not listen. He leads the NFL in turnovers by four. He has 15 turnovers this year. Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins are second at 11. 11. Those guys are having historically bad seasons, right? They're at 11. Our quarterback is at 15. Dallas had one interception, I think, on the season. I think they had three total turnovers forced. They got four in this game. Four. Their historically bad defense got four turnovers. We scored against their historically bad defense 15 points. We got a gift touchdown there uh, on the strip sack. You know, they snapped the ball into the end zone for two points. I mean, really, like, we didn't even score 23 points offensively here. I'm so, t- listen, it's no longer, a, like, we talk about it over and over and over, and it's a recurring theme with Carson Wentz. He has these moments like, oh, he was really good in the fourth quarter, the second half against Pittsburgh, and then the fourth quarter against Baltimore. And then, you know, he had that great late drive against the Giants. I'm like, guys, I don't care. His quarterback rating today, let's, do you want to play the guessing game? Right? The $30 million guy that we're begging to have a quarterback rating of just, you know, can he get us to um, 100 one time? Well, you know what he had today? 61.2. And that does not take into uh, account the two fumbles. So really, 61.2 was just his throwing of the football. He was 15 to 27, 123 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And I'm sure there will be people out there that go, oh my God, that throw to Fulgham on the first touchdown. Oh my God, that throw to Fulgham on the second touchdown. Like the first touchdown drive where he threw it to Fulgham in the basket there. It was a great throw. Then he hit Rager for the touchdown. And then on the second touchdown where he threw the fade to Fulgham and he caught it. Okay, cool. Yeah, he makes good throws here and there, sure. 
He's too loose with the football. He's a turnover machine. He is a turnover machine. Jameis Winston is not a quarterback in the NFL this season, a starting quarterback, because he turned the ball over. Jameis Winston is one million times better than Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I don't think it's close. Carson Wentz is horrible. He is not a top 20 quarterback. He's not. You need to wrap your head around it. This, this is a huge problem. He is a massive problem, and I get it. He gets no help from our coach. Our coach is a massive problem. That's obvious. Anybody watching the Eagles knows Doug Peterson has no clue what he's doing as well. The team tonight, I mean, really, just to show you about in terms of are your, are your players thinking the game out, right? That stupid onside kick thing that they did where they took the safety so they could punt it. Everybody knows they have to punt the ball up in the air. You could fair catch it. Not one guy on the Eagles ran up there, except Greg Ward, who's running from like 30 yards back to try to catch the fair catch. But nobody else thought that they could just fair catch it instead of letting that ball hit the ground and become a live ball. That's unprepared. That's just not intelligent. Yeah, you can blame Dave Fitt, but it, it, everything comes back to Doug Peterson. This team, like the fourth and three at the 50-yard line where we go for it and don't get it. Then we have the fourth and three where we just choose not to get it the next series from 10 yards closer and we punt the ball. It's the play, and you, I know it. I know the play calling isn't there. I get it. I agree 100%. But here's the thing, though he's putting the ball in Carson Wentz's hands a lot, and that guy's failing. Guys, we are halfway through the season. Halfway. He has not had a quarterback rating in one game of over 100 this season. This season. Not one time. Not one time. That has become a like standard for uh, good quarterbacks in the NFL, that they can have a quarterback rating for the season over 100. We're asking him to do it in one football game. He can't do it. He's not good. And I don't want to hear the, the, the whole, well, he doesn't have this. Guy. Listen, he's got some weapons. Rager could play. Fulgham is a weapon. He is no longer, I don't want to hear anything going, oh, man, this is lucky or anything like that. That ain't the, the facts are the facts. Travis Fulgham is a problem. And he's a good problem. Uh, come on, Dallas Goddard played in this game. I get it. You could say, oh, he was hampered. Uh, the offense line. I go, I know, listen, I know my lotta got beat like a drum on that first play by Lawrence, but after that, he kind of settled in. Peters played the whole game. I mean, really, the, the, the offensive line kind of held up. I'm tired of the excuses. I don't want to hear that the wind was blowing. John Hightower can't track a deep ball. I agree with you there. I do agree that the first one that came in complete was the one he should have scored on. He couldn't track it. But okay, so John Hightower is still a bit of a problem. But tonight, for the most part, you got a guy like Rager who could play. You got a guy like Fulgham who could clearly play. Ward, you have Goddard. There's te- there's talent out there. Stop passing the buck here. Carson Wentz is the biggest problem on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I ask you this. If you really want to know, if you really want to call it out, if you really want to determine how good Carson Wentz is, I ask you, what if Carson Wentz was the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs? What do you think their record is? If Carson Wentz took over for Ben Roethlisberger and he played the whole season, are the Steelers 7-0? and You know the answer is no, right? And you'll say, oh, well, he's having a bad year. Well, he's only had one good year, and now this is multiple bad seasons. I'm tired of it. I am tired of it. I don't want to watch him play quarterback anymore. It, 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 it hurts me to watch him play. We're never going to be able to win with him unless it's just he gets hot at the right time and we sneak into the playoffs. That's the dream here. That 2017 is over. It is gone, booked, over, 
past. It's done. It ain't ever coming back. I'm an idiot. I look like an idiot. I had him ranked third in the league going into this season. I thought the last four games of last year had changed everything. And I know I've had this conversation numerous times. I talked about it after the Bengals game. I'm talking about it again. It's because here it is. He has these games every so often that you're like, that was historically bad, right? That's that's acceptable. And there's people out there that defend this, that are happy he's the quarterback. He can't be. If the Eagles want to succeed, the way they're going to succeed is by getting rid of Carson Wentz. I, I'm tired of it. I, and I don't need to hear about how gutsy Carson Wentz is and oh, how tough he is. He can take a beat. And he can't throw the football. He cannot throw it consistently, consistently accurately. He can't do it. He's just inept. He's, he doesn't have the ability. He is a turnover machine. 15 turnovers. 15 turnovers. That's ridiculous, right? That is flat out ridiculous. 15. I, and by the way, I don't even know if that number's accurate. I just got that number tonight. I haven't really looked into it. He's thrown 12 interceptions, and I'm pretty sure he's fumbled the ball more than three times. I know he's fumbled it more than three times. I mean, I'm thinking of lost fumbles. He had one in the Washington game. He actually has more than 15 turnovers. That might have been going into this game. Because he lost one in the Washington game, right? He lost one in the Giants game last week. He lost two tonight. I'm sure I'm missing a cut. Think about this. I'm missing other turnovers. He's probably closer to 17 turnovers. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous the amount of turnovers this guy has. He's turning the ball over at an incredible rate. And we are supposed to... And, and, and to think, the team's 3-4-1. and one. I... I know we keep saying, oh, well, this guy, this team this team isn't this good. The roster, the roster. And I get it. Trust me. Howie Roseman does some stupid things. But I will say this. Carson, we're 3-4-1. and one. Like I said, if he was on the Steelers, I think they'd be 3-4. and four, Right? I mean, if he was with the Chiefs, I, I, I don't know how good they'd be. This guy is the problem. But let's talk about the game. Why are the Eagles... Why are the Eagles 3-4-1? and one? How did they beat the Cowboys? What are the five reasons why the Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys tonight. Well, how about this? We'll go fifth, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager is going to be a big addition for the Eagles, obviously. I mean, you know what? He actually, when you looked at him tonight, he looks bigger than his, you know, listed size of 5'10 and a half. He just looks like a thicker, bigger, stronger dude. Jalen Rager is going to be a, a good player, I'm telling you. that He almost had a catch there at the end of the game, uh, the fourth and eight that they threw into the end zone. It's a great play by their defender, but... Getting his hands on the ball, uh, I like Jalen Rager. I think he is going to obviously help this team going forward. He is good. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Uh, the fourth reason, um, let's go with Brandon Graham because Brandon Graham had a crucial play in this game. Really, that play at in the first quarter there when the Cowboys were driving, he had the strip sack and recovered. It. I mean, that was a crucial play. Think about it. The Cowboys were driving. That was their one time they got into the red zone. By the way. That was a crucial play by Brandon Graham. He'll be the fourth reason why. Third, let's go with uh, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox had a great game tonight. I thought Fletcher Cox, you know, the, they tried to do these double end arounds and Fletcher Cox blew two of them up. You know what? He had a sack tonight. Fletcher Cox was getting, and by the way, remember, their offense lines in shambles, but Fletcher Cox had to work his entire game against their best lineman, Zach Martin. And that's when their line is even healthy. Zach Martin is an elite guard in this league. 
And Fletcher Cox had an elite game tonight. That was the Fletcher Cox we need. If this team's going to have any success going forward, and it's, you know, as long as Carson Wentz is this quarterback, they're going to have to win games via their defense, I guess. So Fletcher Cox is going to have to step up. And Fletcher Cox tonight, he stepped up in a big way. Two, Travis Fulgham. Like I said, Travis Fulgham is absolutely the man. He is. It's a miracle we got him on this team. It really, really is. It's a miracle he's playing. He's unbelievable. This guy is unbelievable. His route running is incredible. It's incredible. It blows my mind that he was on the Lions and they let him go. For the, I mean, again, I can't even bust the Packers. I think he was only on that team for a week. So I don't know if they even had him in the building. But my good God, it's a miracle the Eagles got him because he might be the savior. He gives us hope, really. When you look at the the, the young core that they have at wide receiver, Fulgham, 25, Ward, 25, Rager, 21, um, Hightower, 23. I mean, whatever, he's a question. Ortega Whiteside didn't even get on the field really tonight, 23. Watkins, 21. I mean, the, the, but the big three there at wide receiver, at least 25, 25, 21. And then you look at tight end, Goddard, 25, or 24. I mean, they're very young at key spots on their offense. Think about it. Miles Sanders, 23. So really, their offense is very young. Jalen Hurts, we might have to start talking about his age because he'll be a key part of this because I think Jalen Hurts should be playing personally. I've been saying that for months. Uh, But again, besides the point, the offense is trending towards the right direction here. Now I think the next spot is going to be fixing the offensive line, getting some youth on the offensive line. They're a lot closer at doing this than people think. I know everybody looks and sees doom and gloom, and trross me, this game was all doom and gloom, and it's because number 11's horrible at his job. But the, the the talent is there for this to explode in the right way eventually if they could find a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over two times a game. Number one reason they won, I'm going to give this one to TJ Edwards because I thought TJ Edwards played a really good game. He filled so many holes tonight. I know they had some runs. I, I know they had some success running the football, but I thought TJ Edwards played a really good game. He had a lot of good stuffs coming back after three weeks not playing. He had the the crucial part of the play of the game. You know, the the I thought it was going to be an offsides on Duke Riley. They didn't call it. It was an A-gap blitz from TJ Edwards. He hits Danucci, strips him. Um, Vinny Curry, I mean, I love the idea that Vinny Curry supposedly secured the ball. Maybe he did, didn't. In real time, it looked like he did not secure the ball. Rodney McLeod picked it up and ran it into the end zone for a touchdown. Ends up being the complete, you know, the nail in the coffin in that football game. But TJ Edwards tonight, I thought he played fantastic. Here's the thing. If you noticed watching that game tonight, did the Eagles miss Nathan Gary? No, they didn't miss Nathan Gary one iota. I told you they wouldn't. They, they they think he's like some type of field general. Well, they didn't miss him at all. And I get it. Trust me. I, I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm happy Nathan Gary's hurt. Of course not. That's not what this should ever be. If he's not good enough to play, he shouldn't be playing because he's just not good enough to play. But TJ Edwards, will, I'll give him my player of the game. Um, When you look at this team, though, like I said, Doug Peterson clearly is a – there's nothing good that came out of this. I mean, yeah, there were some good moments. Some guys played good games, of course. Like I said, maybe Fletcher Cox found some confidence. I think that might be the best thing that came out of this game. But, I mean, if you're not sitting here and you're not worried about Carson Wentz, then you're a liar. You're a liar. We're trying to find moments in these last month of games where he played good against Pittsburgh here. And, like I said, I already went over it. And you're looking for these moments. And it's like, guys, this is now halfway through this season. This dude has as many interceptions as he does touchdowns. And he's fumbled it almost double, or one, I'm sorry, almost half the times he's intercepted it. He's got to have six or seven fumbles this season. He's just not, Carson Wentz is killing the Eagles. He really is. 
I don't know how anybody could be confident in it. And, and to be fair, I mean, how was Doug Peterson not considering benching him in this game? He turned the ball over four times midway through the third quarter against the worst defense in the National Football League, against a team that had flat out quit. And trust me, like I said, if Ben DiNucci wasn't playing, if Andy Dalton was playing tonight, the Cowboys would have won the game. I think that too. That's how bad Ben DiNucci was. I mean, the guy's just, and again, like I said, judge or not, it, it was never, there was no chance for success for him. And if Andy Dalton played in this game, the Cowboys probably would have won the game. The Eagles scored 15 offensive points against the worst defense in the entire NFL. That's the quarterback. He's number one. He's the biggest culprit. He's the biggest reason this team is what it is. I told you who my player of the game was. He's my freak of the week, TJ, TJ Edwards. The geek of the week? Well, it was becoming the Carson Wentz Award. It went to the Geek Elliott Award. Now it's back to the Carson Wentz Award because it's Carson Wentz. He's by far the geek of the week. He was horrible. It was atrocious. This this might have been one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. I mean, really, it is. And I'm getting so used to saying that. One of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Worst game here, worst day. Like, yeah, he had a couple nice throws tonight. That's not what this is. Against that defense, Carson Wentz being 15 for 27 for 123 yards and two touchdowns and two interceptions. That's what we're looking for? Give me a freaking break. Like, give me a freaking break. This is brutal. This guy is brutal. He's brutal. Thank goodness they have a bye. They got to start figuring out. Jalen Hurts threw the ball tonight. Jalen Hurts actually threw one pass, and it got him a quarterback rating over 100. So the Eagles did have a quarterback tonight, finally get a quarterback rating over 100. It's their best quarterback, their second quarterback. I know that there's going to be people that, like, that they're, they're going to still be crying for Wentz and telling you how good he is and how what his potential is and how he doesn't have help. But it's like, guys, at some point even you have to start looking in the mirror and going, what am I defending here? Like, really, what am I defending I, it's, I can't stomach watching him play. I mean, I, I, I'm I going to say prayers every night that at the end of the season, the Indianapolis Colts or some team that needs a quarterback is openly and willingly able to accept Carson Wentz in a trade and the Eagles do it. Now, do I think that'll happen? Absolutely not because I think this team has married themselves to Carson Wentz for some bizarre reason. But I mean, I'm going to pray for it. doesn't mean I'm not going to wish for it. I'm not going to hope for it. I, I have no doubts if Carson Wentz goes somewhere else. He's not going to be somebody that I look back and go, damn, we let that guy go. It ain't going to happen. I've seen enough. I don't ever want to see it again. Tonight was unbelievably bad. And again, I get it. I don't want him to not throw the ball downfield, but the wind was howling about 600 miles an hour, and he threw the one ball pretty good. But I mean, that Rager throw off, by the way, BS, BS roughing the passer on that third and eight. But regardless, we get the ball, and he instantly throws the ball into the end zone and gets an interception. Come on. It's things like that. You can't do it. He took so many points off the Eagles board tonight. He gave Dallas most of their points. I mean, really, that's kind of what happened here. It, this is just, this was a very ugly game. There's nothing encouraging that came out of this, like I said, besides maybe Fletcher Cox and knowing that Travis Fulgham is a man and Jalen Rager is going to be a player. Thank God the Eagles have a bye. Trade deadlines this week, so clearly there's going to be some stuff. I don't know if it's going to necessarily happen or not. I don't know what their plan is, but I, if I know this team, I know Roseman's going to be on the line. I mean, Avery Williamson tonight was traded to the Steelers. He was a linebacker for the Jets. He was a guy that I know that maybe people had been talking about for the Eagles. It's like, well, what do they need? Uh, 
Well, besides a quarterback, um, I guess they'd probably want to get some offensive line help. But, I mean, you're also banking on guys coming back, so you're going to get that help. So uh, I really don't know what the what the trade deadline is going to have in store for the Eagles. Um, the big injury tonight that you know NBC completely neglected was Darius Slay getting hurt. And I thought Michael Jaquette came in, the kid from the practice squad. He played pretty good. Then he got hurt, and Jalen Mills had to go back to corner. Yeah, Darius Slay is going to be the guy we watch here for the next couple days here. That's the big injury. If Darius Slay is out, uh, this is going to be a huge problem. Unless Ben DiNucci takes over our quarterback for every team we play the rest of the year, it's like, you don't have Darius. We need Darius Slay. They need Darius Slay playing. Without him, it's it, it could, it's, this defense is already struggling. You're going to take our best guy, our best cover guy off the field? Oof. 23 to 9. One of the ugliest wins I could ever recall. They would never have won this game if Dak Prescott was the quarterback. And that should tell you, by the way, all you got to know about who's better, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz. I don't even want, don't even disgrace Dak Prescott's name anymore by saying he isn't better than Carson Wentz. He is. Um, Bye week. Then we play the Giants, have a shot. It's going to be crazy because they'll have a shot in that Giants game to actually get back to 500 with this laughable performances by this quarterback. If they're 500, if they're 4-4-1 through nine games, if they're actually sitting at 500 and the quarterback has never had a quarterback rating of 100 all season, um, I mean, really, I'd like to see, I'd like to get stats on that. I'd want to know who was the last team to be 4-4-1 where their quarterback did not have a quarterback rating of at least 100 at least one time in those nine games. I'll be back through the week. Hopefully we'll get some news. Hopefully we'll get some good news on some injuries. We desperately need it with Slay. You know, Lane Johnson getting healthier. Hopefully we get, you know, um, an update on what's going on with... um. You know, maybe Ciamalo has some progress to get him back in on the line. I mean, the offensive line could get healthy faster. Jason Peters was, he. Yeah, I know he had a moment here tonight, but he was able to stay up. Maybe Miles Sanders can get back. There are good things at least coming. The team is getting healthier, but it all comes back to number 11. As long as he's out there playing, and if he's playing like this, we ain't beating nobody. Thanks for listening to, uh, Thanks for listening to the new norm. Go Birds Go. Thank you.